is happening? Welcome to the Nick and Alex baseball show where we put the itch in pitch. I am Nick Pollock and I'm joined by the eccentric Alex Fast. I really don't like that because it makes it sound like you have some sort of venereal disease. You put the itch in pitch. Uh, for those who are, <laughs> for those who are, who are the o- oh no, did I just take my contact out? For those who are the OG <laughs> Uh, pitcherless fans who uh, who will remember our time during the pandemic, you might notice my background. Yeah, you it's a might good background notice. Fast. Yes, I dig exactly. It. it is a very good background. Um, it, it, it is indeed uh, my parents' house down in Maryland. I am down here um, to visit my family, um, and we're just going to have a fun go. There's yeah, plenty of great baseball to talk about. We're talking about midseason awards today. We're going to be yes. engaging with chat today. We're very excited. Uh, Nick, did you send out your your tweet to let people know? That I, we're I, I did. I we're doing that. And by the way, you should always be watching this twitch.tv slash pitcher list. That's uh, where you can chat with us, not only here, but I have my office hours uh, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern time every single weekday morning. So come on by. It's an amazing community. Come check it out. Uh, but as always, fast, um, as we start this podcast, why, uh, you know, Eric Mira had to uh, uh, take a day off. So we don't have our wonderful producer today. Mm-hmm. Um, that wonderful consciousness or that our, our conscious. What is the word I'm looking for? Uh, our uh, consciousness? Uh, 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 like the, the, our moral compass is gone. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know? Want, yeah. And uh, so that means I say hi. Let's rate and review the Nick and Alex baseball show on uh, Apple podcast and over where you listen to podcasts on Spotify and all that kind of stuff. Good to see Nick bagel guy. And uh, yes, my bagel guy is in chat. And so is uh, Jimmy. Yaya. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, for one second. And I'll tell you why when I return, Nick, the show (laughs) is all yours. Oh, okay. (laughs) I assume Zelda is, I is crying or something. So Ray review us on Apple podcast right now. Yes. I'm wearing my Tyler McGill shirt as I hope that he returns from the IL. But as we do to begin every single one of these shows, we have a mystery pitcher. So these are the stats. I want you to think about this at the end of the show. We will review it. This pitcher has a seven and four record and 94 t- uh, frames under his belt this year. 353 ERA, a 101 whip, 22.4% K rate, just a 4.7% walk rate, a 31% CSW, a 95 mile per hour fastball a 12.5% swing strike rate and a 27% hard contact rate with a 40% ground ball rate. What pitcher is that? Fast probably knows. I don't know if he does. He's that he's that kind of guy where he just, I think he just left and is left me to do this. And you guys know this. I could rant about baseball the entire time on my own. I don't need Alex Fast here at all. This you, is, uh, you know, I, I put that... I put the Alex in Nick or whatever. Nick and Alex. That's what it is. Yeah. If the look Hi, that I just back. got, if the look that I just got from my wife is any indication, this will be the last Nick and Alex baseball show. <laughs> it has been very fun. Yeah. Uh, our dog got out and uh, apparently somehow spilled wine everywhere. And uh, I, that was a, that was an SOS, but I'm back. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably never going to move out of this basement ever again. But that's nope. not what we're here to talk about. We're here to have we're no. here to talk about. But what, what did you fill our time with, Nick? Well, what I feel is I is I gave the uh, the picture that we're going to cover. So I, I, I sent it to you in Discord if you want to take a gander and mm-hmm. a guess to who that picture with a 353 ERA is. But that's on all of you guys to figure out. And as we, as you listen to the show, I but as we normally do. Uh, we have our thing of the week. And as you think about who that pitcher is, 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something that just made me so excited. I did a uh, a video this morning on YouTube. You should all watch it. It's me going over all eight innings of Sandy Alcantara's brilliant start against the Angels. And to see Jeff Passan embrace the wonder that is Sandy Alcantara is just the greatest feeling. You know, mm-hmm. Sandy Alcantara is uh, is one of my joys of baseball. And he should be the joy of everyone. 123 innings already this year with a 1.82 ERA and a 0.91 whip. That is absolutely insane. It's easily the first or easily the top ranked uh, innings starting pitcher. Whatever. He's thrown the most innings of anyone in the majors. Okay. Uh, it's insane. He's nine and three. He's already tallied all the amount of wins that he had last year. Uh, he throws a fastball at 98 miles per hour and is just brilliant. Uh, we are all seeing the true, true breakout of Sandy Alcantara. And I have my Sandy Crush t-shirt. You can get on the Pitchless store coming yes. in the mail. It should arrive this week. I can't wait to wear it. Probably wear it next to NAB's show. But Sandy Alcantara just getting the spotlight from Jeff Passan has made my week. Sandy Alcantara of, uh, and Sandy Crush of Blue Crush fame as we... Oh, yeah. yeah as you, a, a couple of weeks you, ago. Is, you have... Uh, I don't know about established. No, no, You've no. Try to make a thing. No, everyone. I, I, we, I read all the reviews after this, and they all said, "I'm so happy that you brought up Blue Crush. I have it on Criterion Collection. I have mm. the the remastered version. I have it in in 4K. Uh, I watch it <laughs> weekly with my family. And thanks so much for bringing it up. I think of the week. Um, probably has to be that White Sox eight five triple play. Um, oh. That, that that was just like you know every once in a while you like obviously you watch a baseball game and you're like oh man there are things that you see that you have never seen before despite the fact that you've watched hundreds and hundreds and thousands of baseball games right and that was one that was truly like a shock to the system just one of those replays that you watch kind of over and over and over again and think to yourself like wait ha- like hold on let me slow this down to to see how this happened so because you have for those who didn't see it there's a man on I think first and second I think Adam Angle is on second base. It's an 0-2 count uh, in the bottom of the seventh, right? In a 2-2 game. So this is pretty pivotal. We have a long flyout that looks like it could be a home run. It goes to the warning track. Um, it's misplayed in the, uh, no, excuse me. It looks like it's going to be misplayed. It gets caught by the center fielder, at which point it looks like Adam Angle, I don't know if he thought it wasn't caught or something. He starts running to third base. The guy on first is like right on his heels. The catch has been made. Both runners, by the time the ball reaches the infield, are essentially where the shortstop is. One of the guys who was on first base, I think it was Mankata, he gets tagged out right away. Then they throw, you know, they run the ball back to second base for the force out. And it was just like, wait, this is a this is a major league baseball game in a high leverage situation for a team that is already getting criticized daily. Uh, So. I don't know. It was just it was just something to, to behold. Pickle Wizard, great to see you again. Uh, no Kyle Farnsworth at the moment. We'll see if we can get him in here at some point, though. I don't know if you're muted or what. I can't hear a thing you're saying. Here is mine. Hi, what's going on? You, uh, you this is my image of the entire week. time. Yeah, the entire time. Wonderful, entire great time. And I was like, wait, is there something? <laughs> is there something going on with me? Is there like? Am okay. I okay. Fast. All right. Okay. Look. I'm making my image of the week a video because this has brought me so much joy. It is Clayton Kershaw right, raising his arms with the wave 
in Los Angeles, and it's so perfect. It's uh, it just makes me so happy to see that. I mean, I could have done I could have done a freeze frame of him going up with the wave for the proper image of the week if you really wanted that. But I love stuff like this. It's just like the uh, the uh, idiosyncrasies of the game, the like random moments that you get. And that was that was such a brilliant one that happened right at the right moment. I love it. it's kind of like the you, you know the guy, the reliever looking over his shoulder and seeing the guy fall down, and then looking yeah. back after he fell down, stuff like that. Um, feel bad for the guy who fell down. How do I feel about the wave? Yeah, I mean, yeah, this was a, a one to nothing game in the sixth inning, and they're doing a wave. I don't know. I also don't want to hate on people's joy. And if people want to go to a thing of entertainment and do the wave, whatever, do the wave. But if it's a playoff game or a serious, like a major one in a major moment, like, yeah, guys, like you should be. I, I'm like upset that I'm not sharing the intensity of this moment with everybody, you know? Yeah, I I do like hating on people's joy a little bit more. And I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. There was a great expression that I used to hear as a kid when the uh, the wave used to break out at Yankee Stadium. You remember they used to shout at Yankee Stadium when they would do the wave? No. They would scream, save the wave for Shay," And I loved that. They were like, get that stuff, put it on, a, on, on the subway, bring it over to Queens, and do it there. But it's not, this doesn't happen at Yankee Stadium. And right. I got to tell you, man, they love it in LA. I've been to, I think, two or three Dodgers games now, and they're always doing the, the wave. They're showing up in the third inning, they're doing the wave, and they're leaving by the sixth. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Well, I, that's the nicest thing you've ever said about the Yankees. I just want to cherish that moment for a second because I mean, that, that just doesn't happen. The Yankees had one of my favorite pitchers of all time and Mike Mussina, uh, you know. Well, yeah, that, but that's because he was an Oriole. So like a de, a de facto Yankee thing. Yeah, you know? sure. That, that's actually, I think, the thing that we both uh, agree on. I was a giant Mike Mussina fan. Yeah. I remember, I have this distinct memory in, uh, you know, I just having one of those moments like everyone shares, like, would you want to, you know, who's your idol? Would you want to live their life or live your own kind of thing? And I said, Mike Messina as mine. I was like, if I could like, you know, who would I want to be? Uh, but I didn't want to do it. I want to do it on my own. Looking back, I would have been Mike Messina. <laughs> I didn't make up. it. I didn't make you, it. <laughs> you, you mimicked his windup, right? No, no. I, mi- I mimicked David Cohn's when I was a kid. Oh, David Cohn's. That's right. I can't, I can't do the whole like, that kills your back. I remember my coach saying that, like, stop leaning in so much to get the sign. Your back is going to hurt. Just yeah. give a slight lean forward and that's it. Don't. Don't bend down like that, my God! Seriously, don't bend down because your neck, your back—you know—I could go on. No, oh my gosh! Just go on and on. No, fast! Don't do that. Uh, now, I—I I, I guess my image of the week, then, keeping with the theme of uh, of <laughs> the drill play, I can't share my screen. But Nick, I know you have this image, which yeah. is of of, of Tony Larusa. Yeah, Tony this Larusa is a, observing the triple play. Right. Like, uh, I I think I can. I think I can do this. I got to say, but keep going. Okay. Uh, the, 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 I mean, you'll see the image momentarily. And for those who are just listening, you can watch us on YouTube a little bit later. You can see me in the murder room. That is my parents' basement. <laughs> but the, the look of like, I mean, disdain and pure shock. I, I also think that this is the widest Tony LaRusso's mouth can get. Like, I don't mm. think it can actually get wider than what he makes it right there, even though it's right. only kind of open like an inch. Um, but 
I I started off the segment by like saying like, oh, it's fun to watch moments that you've never really seen before. <laughs> I mean, it's and amazing. Like, this it's is just, a man who is it's seen... the shocked Pikachu face. Yeah, it is. It is. This is a man who has literally seen thousands, maybe tens of thousands of baseball games. Well, maybe not tens of thousands, but seen thousands of baseball games. And it's just like, wow, I didn't think uh, he's like, I'm getting fired. Huh? Like, this is it. I'm, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> like, uh, and he wasn't. And he wasn't. He wasn't fired. I mean, yet. Yet. Yeah. I, I, I think you'd be hard. You'd be hard pressed to find a White Sox fan that doesn't want that to happen to Tony. Yeah. At this point, right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think this is a very good transition right now. Look at this. I remember back in the day, you were all about the Segway. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, Nick, why are you riding that bike? I got a Segway. Okay. Oh, very nice. And like a little Joe Bluth riding around. And let's say right now, we're not going to necessarily talk about all of the major awards. We did that before. Who's the Cy Young? Who's the MVP? All that kind of stuff. I kind of want to have a little bit more fun with it. So, right now, as far as managers go, mm-hmm. I. Who has really surprised you the most? And I could probably just say manager of the year assigns to really the team that has surprised you the most. Um, who would you say that is right now? We're essentially halfway through the season. I think for me, the first person that jumps uh, out is actually Buck Showalter. I, I, oh, yeah? I, you know, seriously, because I mean, there there was a little bit of a hiatus where he steps away from baseball and it becomes an MLB commentator. You know, obviously his ending and, and tenure in Baltimore um, you know, is more mired by the the where is Zach Britton than the other stuff, which is totally understandable. But I think I was a little bit concerned because he never really struck me as a guy who was going to be the me the most uh, forward thinking analytically. And I was curious if Buck was gonna <laughs> very lovely image. I was curious <laughs> if Buck was gonna come into New York and try to I don't know knowing with their relationship with analytics, if he was going to continue to eschew those and really not take them seriously. And then for a, you know, for a good amount of the season, um, they were the the best team in baseball. They're still a top five, top six team in baseball, still leading the national league East by two games. And then it seems like the players just absolutely love him, which is good to know. It seems like wherever he goes, the players really dig him. I still think he's going to deal with the blight of like, can he actually win a world series? Can he take a team deep into the playoffs? But that's not really what this prompt is about. I think though, so far this season, he has surprised me a lot as a manager. Oh man, I think that's a great call. I remember him getting hired in the off season and there being a lot of pushback considering that he's an old manager and there's, mm-hmm. I think generally the old school methods are, are, are looked down upon. I think this is actually a really interesting conversation that I do want to have with you, um, which is about how much influence managers have. And, you know, we just talked about La Russa being like, what are they doing? I remember specifically, I mean, there's a lot to be said about La Russa getting that job that maybe he shouldn't given his history um, and the things he's done off the field. But uh, just the menta- from the mentality of an older coach who is yeah old school, and denying a lot of the new information that we have these days uh, that it maybe wasn't a good fit. And I think that there are a lot of Mets fans that were not, not happy with that uh, with Buck becoming the, the Mets coach because he wouldn't embrace those things. And I tend to lean on the manager being less of that influence. Like the front office is going to say like, Hey, all right, these are the guys to get right. They're going to give to Buck. But the manager's job, for the most part, I mean, I'm not just saying this because I love Ted Lasso, 
but it is a lot of just morale. Mm-hmm, it is totally. about, you know, it's why Dusty Baker is having success with the Astros. You know, Dusty Baker bla- base cloggers and all with Joey Votto, but like they love playing for him. That's a player's coach. And a player's coach, I think, is really just what a good coach is. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to inspire your team and guide them and push them in the right direction. Now, there is obviously making in-game decisions, but I think when it comes to the general trajectory of 162 games in the season, you know, we'd love, we'd love to make everything on one call. You know, Aaron Boone didn't challenge that mm-hmm. Gary Sanchez hit by pitch, right? Or, oh my God, he took him out too soon or too late. But that is a, such a ultra scrutinization of uh, like of, of so many things that are going on. You just happen to pick that one element that, oh, if you were there, you would have done it differently. And yeah, Buck Showalter, I've always dug the guy. I yeah. I, I, I really, I, I can understand why uh, players would rally around him. I mean, your Orioles did. Sure, he left Zach Britton out there. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that we point at. But they got there in the first place because of Buck and, uh, and, and many other things too. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing that you can kind of just be like, all right, Buck, next time put in the closer. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And well, that, to be honest, you know, I be don't corrected. think, I don't think any, I, I think the game has changed where I think a lot of the managerial decisions that we see nowadays are, are, Cruelly funneled in from from a GM or from an analytics department. Right. I think they they have which, you know I think they're puppets for them sometimes, which can be great sometimes and can be terrible sometimes. It relieves the decision, it relieves the you know the burden from them, um, and I think that's beneficial because then it lets Buck be the guy that you just mentioned, which is that right. clubhouse guy, and that is exactly why I think they love him so much. And uh, you know I think at the beginning, just like you said, we thought oh old school mentality. Maybe he was, we were kind of conflating him with Tony LaRussa where it's like, Oh, it's just going to be old school. But in many ways he was seasoned to know how to deal with every single type of player that he's come across. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't get the sense and maybe I'm wrong. Cause I don't follow the Mets as religiously as most Mets fans do, but I don't get the sense that there's a particular prima donna on that team. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like there's any, you know, closed door meetings happening to talk about a person's behavior. Like there was in, in, in Miami, which was insane by the way. Yeah, I think that was, was absolutely insane. Uh, <laughs> but that, I don't think there is a, a particular person like, that uh on the clubhouse and let me clarify too i am very pro jazz chisholm so when i say like that i don't think jazz chisholm is like that i think he's a great thing for the sport just so we don't mix our messages here but uh i think that buck is able to go into that clubhouse and hear what the needs are and also feel what the needs of the teams are keep it light keep it kind of fun and allow mm-hmm. them to go uh, uh play their best baseball but come on we got more we got more awards that we gotta get to so yeah well i gotta I, I no i gotta, gotta get mine you gotta do yours yeah we don't, uh, you know, it's going to be kind of crazy for me to say this, but I'm absolutely stunned that the Yankees are have the record that they do. Mm. Uh, I don't think anyone honestly predicted it because, I mean, I remember Fangraphs was saying that they had the best rotation by war in the preseason. Everyone said, what? You got to be kidding me. Uh, and that's kind of come to fruition. Um, and then they didn't go and get any of the major pro- uh, free agents. They got Josh Donaldson and Jose Trevino and Anthony Rizzo and IKF, right? Yeah. That was what they did. They didn't get Correa. They didn't get uh, uh, Freeman or anything. Mm-hmm. And here they are defiantly in the playoffs already. Oh, yeah. Um, it's unbelievable. Uh, and I know that, you know, I know my allegiances and all of that, but I'm stunned 
like absolutely stunned at how well this team has performed thus far. Um, and remember, everyone wanted Aaron Boone's head. Mm. You know, he was on the chopping block, right? Like in the offseason this winter. Um, and that completely gets reversed. And, you know, there's something to be said about how much the manager actually influences the team. Um, you know, I was just saying all these things about being a player manager and everything like that. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, the guy's got to perform her stuff. And I do wonder also with Buck, like I, we really like Buck, but, you know, the Mets are the, the pitching staff there is coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, the hitting has improved. It's that's not necessarily Buck Showalter all the way too. So, I mean, there's always a balance to be had with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's my mid season award, uh, for, for best team or this most surprising team for me. Um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to throw it back to you here for the next award. And that would be the, <laughs> the best moment of the first three months. And there are so many things that we have talked about on this from I mean, I mean i don't know all the things that have gone on for the last three months uh is there one that you're just like oh yeah nick like that was the shining example of baseball in the last three months shining example of baseball in the <laughs> last three months well there's definitely i mean i know some it's of tough the, it's a tough question fast i understand question some of the some of the some of the no hitters have been super fun. Oh yeah. Um, so there's no questioning that like some of the like pure moments of fans in the stands catching baseballs. Like what was the one, there was that one guy who caught like two consecutive foul balls. Oh, that uh, was a great one. I had that same image a week. There's also the uh, Toronto blue Jays fan giving the ball to uh, the Aaron judge kid uh, with wearing yeah. a Jersey in Toronto. That was incredibly touching. Yep. Yeah. I think I'm going to go a little, what do you got? Can what do you got be, fast? It can, it, can be, <laughs> it can be anything. It can be anything. Yeah, it can be the, anything. My runner up. <laughs> oh my God. What are you doing fast? <laughs> my runner up is the Mike Trout drawings. Like those. I are, mean, yeah, those yeah, of are, course. Yeah, those yeah. Are the best thing in the season, but we can make an argument that that's, before that's the not what I'm started. talking about. Yeah. Okay. The best. Oh God. It hurts to say the best moment. <laughs> season Don't so do it. far. Don't is, do it. Think, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? I mean, I think it's you talking about Joe Madden having a mohawk and then getting it fired. It is 100 <laughs> thinking, about, thinking, about, thinking about Joe Madden. Thinking about I Joe Madden it. sitting alone in a room, <laughs> receiving a phone call, and then hanging up, and then just sitting back in his chair and looking in the Oh, fast. A How do I know you that well, man? Is, that is truly... <laughs> It to this day, as you heard, oh. gives me, and it's again not to. It, 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 that's a sad thing. It's probably not funny to a lot of people, but man, is that so so funny, so so funny to me. Uh, what about you? Oh man, I'm just. I don't know. I I'm just. I, I'm just taken aback that I got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna go with there. There's. Uh, I mean, I can do a lot of things here. Um, I have to choose one. Fine. All right. Um, I am going to go with, I mean, I'm just, I'm just seeing all these great things. I'm like, oh, but I want to choose this one. I want to choose that. I'm going to go with Zach Rinkley throwing a ball um, from the fan because he thought it was entertaining. And to me, that's just like, I, I I cannot get enough of the, um, 
the legends of baseball. You know, even growing up, like hearing stories about uh, just all the players and what they did and all of that. And then there's just Zach Granke that there's just a new thing all the time. Yeah. Where a fan is like, hey, like, an, a, you know, but an older fan, because I want to make that distinction because Zach Granke made it. Yeah. Uh, then I uh, taking the ball and just throwing it away from and him because he got it. Was entertaining. That's very good. That is very good. Yeah, that is such like it's great that we get new Zach Ranky stories. Still. I mean, you know what I mean? Just, we're gonna miss those. What an incredible guy! You know, um, I mean, I mean that's that's to me is a great one. There's the play the pitchers playing tic tac toe on the mound. I mm-hmm. uh, there's um, I oh I had there's the the fans eating spaghetti out of a bag. Yeah, of course. Um, which is I, I absolutely adore. Uh, there's oh Tony Larusa. Walking uh, Trey Turner in a one-two count, and I think yeah, that, that's a good one. That doing an intentional walk is is like it's like things like that's just like wait, this is what's going on right now in yeah. base, like this. This is what's going on. Um, that's a fun stuff. I mean, I I I, I kind of wish I could have done the Mohawk one though. I'll be honest. I know that's a good one. I, I've got a new mid-season award category for you. What do you got? Turn to you one. Yes, it's your Ooh. turn, please. Who's the player? so far this season the one player so far who has made you go like are you serious like come on is this really like are you serious who's the one player who's made you do that oh you know who that is you know who that is i mean if you guys if you guys are listening and know me as the fantasy analyst you know about the terms i have Uh and the ones that are just like yeah okay okay buddy um and that's that's called the vargas rule and the king oh. of the Vargas rule this year is Martin Perez. Martin Perez, yeah. It, that, it's just insane. Uh, I mean, the last two starts have been a step back from, but he had a 2 2 2 ERA, I believe, through the first like two and a half months. And that's just, you're not supposed to do that, Martin Perez. So, I mean, that's, speaks, e- that's easy for me. This speaks so much to our different personalities because my description of that was with the intent of bad. Like, when I see this player, I go, like, are you, like, what are you? Oh, like Juan Soto is what you're saying. Well, if that's who your choice is, yeah. I mean, mean, it's Martin Perez. It's just like, no, no, man, you're not allowed to do this. You're not supposed to do this. Mine mine has been Yasmani Grandal. Oh, interesting. Just the first two and a half, three months of the season being like, what? You can't. This, like, I understand that the average, fine, but the (laughs) OBP, like, what? How is this? What? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, this man has a 249 Woba. Right. A two forty nine Woba. You yeah. talking about? You're, you're, talking you're about, saying Woba like Joey Lawrence from Blossom. Woba. Say it like <laughs> practiced. Like you can't be having a Woba. You can't be out here like a balk having a Woba. Then, <laughs> then, like, is it the lower? No, it can't be lower than the the batting average this year. Batting average has to be right. No, there, no, right? I, I, it's weighted on. Ba- uh, you can't. You can't do that. It has to be a yeah. No, I can't. No, but what is? No, it almost is. League really? batting average this year is 242. Oh. His WOBA is 249. <laughs> that's yeah, that's like, not good. Yeah, that's, that's funny. insane, man. How that tanked a lot of my teams. Mm. All and right. A po- what is that? Is a, a point oh five ISO? I almost said a what, curse word. Point so- fifty. Pit point 50, like point zero five zero. He's because fifty two fifty two ISO. <laughs> I almost cursed. I was so shocked. If you have a zero after the point in your just, ISO, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I just love the fact of like, hey, how how into baseball are we? We are like having uh, you know palpitations because a man has a point zero five zero ISO, and that's, uh, that's yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Um, I'm talk about a fall. All right, so I'm I'm going to change this a little. Uh, I'm going to go away from your negativity because I I feel that's not really how I roll fast. You know, tired. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is exhausting to be so negative all the time. Fast. It's true. Right, and I'm I'm here for you. Okay. So I'm going to first tell you the question, tell you what the award is, and then give you the answer. Um, I want the pitch of the first half from you. The one that's like it was not what it was in 2021 and is different. It could be a new pitch. It could be a massively improved pitch. It could be just also like something that has disappeared if you really want. But I, I want the positive. And for me, the one that has really blown me away the most is Shane McClanahan's four-seamer. I mean, that's that's the easy one, but it's the one that it just, I cannot give this guy enough praise for it. He turned the pitch from a sub-10% swing strike rate to a 15.6%. Uh, his hard contact allowed in it was 41%. 41% of all plate appearances ended with a 95-mile-per-hour uh, batted ball last year. And now it's down to just 25%. Batting average allows 241 as opposed to 308. And it has just amplified everything else that he's done. That means he has a number one whip among all starting pitchers at 0.81, the third best ERA at 174, the 12th most innings for Shane McClanahan, a guy that like is on the raise and we joke about how they never let their guys go. Uh, 98 innings thus far, uh, the seventh hardest fastball, second highest swing strike rate overall. And Shane McClanahan, man, I'm just so proud of you. And he also throws it less often than last year. He uses it better, um, dropping it about five ticks in usage. So Shane McClan's fastball, his four-seamer, is my pitch of the first half. What is yours, Fast? I'm a little, I'm a wee bit upset. Uh, yeah, I know. Because you, you took my pitcher, but you didn't take my pitch. Oh, so no, you're not going to go as that... changeup. You're not going to do his changeup. Come on. No, 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 Why no. Not? no. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because Anything. If we got okay, game, fine. I'll do another one. I'll do another one. Go ahead. It's better than the four seam because Let's last go year ahead. he didn't throw it. Go ahead. He didn't throw it last year at all. He threw it under ten percent of the time, and this year, all of a sudden, it's arguably the best changeup in baseball. And mm-hmm. this is how much did we talk about Shane McClanahan's changeup in our offseason projections of him? It was exactly as you said. Is the four seam continue going to continue to get hard? Uh, can, <laughs> is the four seamer going to continue to get hit hard? Your family so fast. I didn't say anything. You're the one laughing. Uh, um, is the four seamer going to continue to get hit hard, um, or is uh, is the slider going to continue to be dominant? Is the curveball going to be dominant? And then all of a sudden, he comes out with another pitch in the changeup. Yes, he threw it last year, but not frequently. That has been absolutely fantastic. Although Carlos Marcano, yes, the the I actually. I'll help you, Nick. You keep yours. I'm done. Take it back. I didn't say anything about Shane McClanahan. Wow. The sweeper, the sweeper overall, Carlos Marcano just tossed it out of my Andrew Heaney, but the sweeper overall is the pitch of the first half. You remember how that was like the it word for like a week? Yeah. It still kind of is. Yes. I I mean, I've seen some pushback on using it. Oh, I don't know. There was, immediately, yeah. there was like driveline guys who were like, stop calling every breaking pitch a sweeper. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Um, I mean, speaking of sweepers, I'm just kidding. Sliders, you know, you can give an honorable mention to Otani sliders. You have its usage 10 points and now has turned his CSW from 36% to 46% on the pitch. I mean, that's insane. 25% called strike rate, 21% swing strike rate on it. Uh, as he throws it nearly yeah, over 31% of the time now. Uh, it, it's absolutely mind-boggling. I would also give an honorable mention to Robbie Ray's sinker. Uh, this pitch has just transformed him in the last five starts. After this horrid start to the year, you realize that Robbie Ray's down to a 3.62 ERA now and a 112 whip and a 28% K rate. Mm-hmm. After not looking like that uh, at the beginning of the year, Actually, by June 6th, Robbie Ray uh, had a 4.97 ERA and a 132 whip. That's how those five starts have completely transformed his season. And that's because of that introduction of the sinker that has earned a 33% O swing and a 15% swing strike rate and just done great things for him. So another honorable mention there. Is there one other that you had in your head that you're like, oh, yeah, that's it? Yeah. Got to talk about uh, that one. Thanks for the chat again. This kind of made me think of it. Albert Pujols's <laughs> fastball ethos. It's <laughs> a great one. Oh, what a guy. What a guy with that. All right, fast. What's uh, what's your next award? Um, team. Most surprising team. Who's the most surprising team for you? That was uh, that was the Yankees. We talked with the Yankees and the Mets. I thought that was uh, you're talking about manager wise. No. All right. You that was manager wise. Oh. I'm talking about overall performance. Oh, I see. I see. Um, honestly. I would say it's the Angels. Mm. Oh, so you're going negative. Whoa, Mr. Positive, taking off the rose-colored glasses and experiencing life at its fullest for once. The glass, it's half empty. You done? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, um, the Angels are 16 and a half games back behind the Astros right now. There's seven games under 500, um, which, by the way, the phrase always messes me up. Because really, they're like three and a half games. Like those three games that were losses or four games that were losses could have been wins. And then it's actually four games that differentiate themselves from. But they're eight games back now. They need to win eight games to get back to it. Anyway, the Angels, obviously their pitching staff to us has always been this. We want them to be at their best selves and they were for a moment. But then it all fell apart very quickly. Um, And of course, Trout and Otani can only do so much. Uh... The Taylor Ward has woken up, but then Anthony Rendon out for the year and Jared Walsh. Uh, it, it's just not enough. Um, and it's just disappointing because I, I think we can all agree that the Angels in the playoffs is good for baseball. And it doesn't quite look like that's going to happen this year. So surprising to me. Tonight, Shohei Otani literally made more history. Okay. Really? He struck out, he struck out 10. He recorded two RBI. And a stolen base. Now that's and like they lost. Liter- no, they won. Thank God. Oh, okay, uh, five to two because he was pitching. But that's like literally the, that's the first time I think since they said the RBI has been a tracked statistic that that has happened. Wow, uh, that's unbelievable. And we need yeah. to, we need to get that man on a winning team. Um, do we even need to engage in this exercise for me? Oh, <laughs> God, fast. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't do this. Nick. Fast. This is a team that no, no. They are, fifth in, they are fifth in the standings. What is, the, what is their playoff odds? Their playoff odds are 0.3% right now. 0.3%. Boo. 
Boo this man. Can I get can I get zero point in the chat right this now? This isn't surprising. It's Nick. This is this is this is this is un, this is actual you're incorrect. This is fully <laughs> incorrect, your interpretation of it. I'm not saying the Orioles are a playoff team. They're not a playoff team. But for you to be like, it's the AL East. They're oh, in fifth. Man. Of course they're in fifth in the AL East. Do you know how many teams would qualify for the playoffs right now for the AL East if the playoffs started today? All but the Orioles. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. And guess what? The Orioles <laughs> are the only, Orioles. The only the Orioles are only three and a half games back from the wild card right now. They are better than the Angels. They're better than the Tigers. The fact that they are about to they just won four games in a row. They just swept the Rangers. They theoretically should have swept the Twins, but their bullpen started to collapse. This is a team that didn't pick up their 20th home win until September last year. And now they've won 39 games. That is remarkable. They are far exceeding expectations, <laughs> far exceeding expectations. And there is no, no fan in baseball who I think would counter that argument right now. They are, they are far exceeding expectations. This is a hundred yeah. loss team guaranteed a hundred loss team, lowest payroll in baseball that are second. I think it is lowest. I think it's ahead of the athletics. Game. I thought, I thought maybe it was lower than the athletics. Maybe not. I, uh, whatever fat i actually was wearing my can't spell win with tillman shirt Living and then in the changed past. it i changed it for you lowest payroll in baseball under the a's wow amazing all without john beans that's right mouthy mark all that john beans and they are they are five games under 500 <laughs> and without grayson rodriguez correct the best prospect <laughs> in baseball i've never been so happy to celebrate a 47 percent winning chance i uh, with the with the orioles yeah yeah I, okay oh, this is like such a yankee conversation right now sorry i don't know what struggle is i don't understand it's still struggle what like, a struggle for you I mean, I, <laughs> i'm saying like but wait hold on a second let me let me let me let me make it let me make a point here like surprising team to me um like if the orioles at what point would they be okay what is the expected win total that you think the orioles should have right now that is not surprising what do you say that again like they have 39 wins right now for that for this team to not be surprising in your book how many wins should they have um they should be if they were projected right around where the a's were so around 28 wins maybe okay so you're saying like yeah like all right. Uh, I mean, I don't think necessarily the last last team, but fine. I uh, so then you're saying like they're they've won an extra like ten games or so, at least in the while being in the toughest division All of right. baseball. I think everyone thought they'd be better than the Reds. The Reds have 28 wins. Every uh, they would not be better than the Reds. The Reds yeah, yeah. I mean, there's things to be said about like we all knew the Athletics were just going to be an atrocity. We all Royal. we all kind of knew the Royal. I mean, the Tigers are surprising. They fell apart, but also a lot of things fell out with that with that rotation too right um the you know the royals like i mean the, i guess what i'm getting at is you know there, there's something to be said about the other teams underperforming you know how like how much are we comparing that but whatever congrats 39 and 44 you're digging yourself out of this hole that you put yourself in. I am not in one. The Orioles are. <laughs> you're in a hole. But you're 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 not making the point. The point isn't the Orioles are the best team in baseball. The, or- no. the point is why, why you got to go a- so far. The point is that this was an 100 loss team that will is far performing what the expectations were. Yeah, Do you fine. agree that the Orioles are overperforming their expectations? 
I mean, the degree of which doing it is the question. Okay. So you're saying that they theoretically by this point should maybe have had 35 wins. Oh, maybe like, you know, I mean, I I understand what you're getting at. It's just, it's like a handful of wins is a different story to me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all. Like, I would say it's more surprising, like the White Sox still being two games under 500 at this point is like, that's a bigger surprise to me than the Orioles being 39 and 44. Okay. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm getting at. I would say if I'm if I'm shifting to the negative since we changed there too, I would say the Tigers have been the biggest disappointment and biggest shock for that for me too. I really well, thought they were going to be able to kind of yeah, but I mean, I, there's something there's also something to be said about like um, teams that have effect, been affected by some injuries, you know, obviously they or just overall not performed up to standard, right? Like Riley Green didn't hit hit it off like we wanted to him to. He Wilkerson. got hurt for a while, right? Um, you also had um, you had a Casey Mize go under with that team. Um, you know, I mean, it, maybe actually, yeah, you could say that that's the only two injuries on the people have more significant ones. That's fine. Yeah, Tigers are very disappointing too. Surprising. Torkelson um, was very disappointing. Is not doing great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We're gonna move on. We're gonna. Do- <laughs> Erod just does not play baseball anymore. Yeah, well, that's um, a surprise. I mean, that's like uh, the question is like, how much are you going to put the surprise into performance on the field or just not perform, not being on the field in the first place? You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say. All right, what's I, the next category? Oh man, I'm so thrown off here. Okay, I I let's say um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, most surprising rookie to you? What do you mm, got? Most surprising rookie. Yeah, all of a sudden, like the guy is just like, "Wow, that is someone we care about." That I had no idea that we would. Um. Oh. Um. Well, what do you got? Okay. First, I was gonna say Joe Ryan, but I don't necessarily think that's the case. Um. Like, I, I as much as I thought that he wasn't necessarily going to succeed, uh, I don't think it's super shocking. Um, I don't think Spencer Strider is super shocking. Oh man, that's mine. I didn't think that he'd be in the rotation like this. I I, oh. I, I remember seeing him in spring training, and be like, "Oh, that's a wild reliever," and yeah. I really don't anticipate Spencer Strider being a significant factor this year. And he's destroying it right now. I mean, as long as he oh. those strikes. But yeah, for me, Spencer Strider is just whoa. I'm, I'm very shocked by this. It's a little milk toast, but I guess I could say. No. Say a Suzuki, yeah. um, like no. say a Suzuki, uh, like I, I often think that um, players coming over from the NPB or from the KBO struggle a little bit, and uh-huh. the opposite happened where he started off super hot and then started to struggle a little bit more. But, right. Uh, I guess I'm just jaded, you know, from guys like Hyunsoo Kim coming over and kind of hitting, hovering around them, and well, actually, he hit I think 300 one season, um, but sure. the first season he was really bad. Um, so yeah, I guess I would say, uh, say Suzuki has been like a, a fun surprise for me. All right. That, that, that's a very good call. And by the way, uh, I believe it is your week to tell us who's going to win the world series. Um, we can, we're going to do that in a, in a few minutes. We're going to take a quick ad break first. Um, but yeah, stick around and then you're going to hear who Alex is going to choose to win the world series after this. Okay. Fast. Who? is going to win the World Series this year. 
Uh, I'm going to take an easy one off the board. So if you're, you know, I don't know if this is the first time people are listening to this podcast, but the way that we do this is we, if a team is mentioned, they are eliminated. You can never bring up those teams again. Nick, did you say it during the ad break who the teams were, or did you say it live on this? Marlins, Orioles, Brewers, Mets, Guardians, Braves, and Mariners have all been vouched for and praised and lauded. Mm. Who is it? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that this year, I'm sorry, because I know people still haven't forgiven them. The Houston Astros are going oh, to go ahead and win the World no. Series. I think no. it's going to be a very good ALCS. That's a repeat with them and the Yankees, and they are going to come victorious again. Um, there is a shocking amount of depth inside of that rotation. Uh, Justin Verlander seriously seems as if he has not missed a beat and returned to form. Um, Framber Valdez has been ticking up the list in the past couple of weeks as well has Christian Javier. There's no real questions when it comes to that bullpen. And then, of course, that lineup is really, really, really good. You can make a case that Jordan Alvarez, uh, take away the defense, is one of the, if not the best player in baseball. Um, obviously, Jose Altuve been doing great. Jeremy Pena, really good shot that he wins the rookie of the year this year. <laughs> like You know, sometimes you look at stats and you're like, okay, in the last 30 days, a guy has a WRC plus of like 270 and you're like, that's so silly. Yeah, but it's yeah, just right. 30 days, whatever, who cares? Over the full season, Jordan Alvarez has a 203 WRC plus. Yeah, that's insane. That's absolutely. You're telling me that man is 103% better than the average baseball player. That's unbelievable. We're not at the all-star break and he's got 25 home runs with 58 RBI. Uh, That's pretty remarkable. And then to see that from a guy who's also sporting a 17% K rate and slashing 313, 413, 663. uh, That is unbelievable but it's not like it stops there right sure kyle tucker hasn't been the first or second round draft pick that people were anticipating but he still has a 141 wrc plus they're still gonna have probably four guys hit over 20 home runs i don't know i i just think year over year they're competitors and i don't see why this year they couldn't put it all together again and uh and win and 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 they still get lance mccullers back at some point they could get him back for the playoffs they could get him back in time to be a starter uh that's pretty wild so yeah i'll I'll go with houston i mean yeah it's it's pretty amazing the the season alvarez has had and really they lost correa and did not skip a beat uh even with bregman not being as good as you've seen in the past they're still incredibly competitive i that rotation's interesting to me I mean, is Christian Javier truly this great as he has been? Is Justin Verlander going to be able to sustain this? It does feel like Verlander isn't this good, but it's working. Uh, Hopefully Lance McCullers does return and pitches some very good baseball for this team. Um, And Arquiti and Luis Garcia, to me, have had these strange seasons. Garcia is just having success without like kind of... I, it doesn't all make sense to me. And Arcadia has been getting by with more four seamers than he used to in the past. It's it's a little strange. Uh, the entire rotation, and then of course, yeah, there's Framer Valdez, who I uh, just recently had amazing outing, 13 strikeouts with sinkers and curveballs, just killing it. And yeah. that sinker has gotten much better this year than we've seen in the past. So they're definitely, you know, it's not really fair to say that they've gotten better, but they have in many aspects. And yeah, you could absolutely see that happening. I mean, they're going to win the AL West. We know that AL East is the Yankees. AL West are are the Astros. Um, That's pretty much a foregone conclusion at this point. And I think everyone's kind of sick and tired of that ALCS. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, 
could be the Astros. That's a, that's a very, very good call fast. Yeah. Yeah. There's also something to be said too, real quick of like, they're just aside from Jeremy Pena, they're just full of people who have been there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like, obviously I never know how much credence to give that. I do think there is some importance to like, I know how to settle in the playoffs. I know what the playoff atmosphere is like. I know how to stay calm, cool and collected and top to bottom. A majority of those players are like, Oh, the playoffs. All right. Yep. Here we go again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So I think it's that time of the show where I review the, the picture uh, that I, I showcased earlier on in this, uh, in this show. So I'm going to put the, uh, put it on screen right now. Um, if you can guess who this is, I, I, we'll, we'll try and guess right now watching it. I'll remember it was a, a three, five, three ERA one oh one whip across 94 innings fast. Who is this pitcher? I thought, is it? Because I, the, the thing that I was curious about was the, was the um, innings. Is it Perez? Martin Perez? No. Yeah. Mm, it, it, it is not. He does. Uh, yeah, I don't think his fastball is at 95. Um, oh, I did. I was just looking at innings and, uh, and whip. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, this uh, is someone that you have talked about with me endlessly since the very first on the corner podcast since the very okay so not just this one this person is maddening to you is maddening oh you say uh, um you say gucci uh you darvish it's you darvish that is correct you darvish yeah you darvish is the correct answer but yet despite all of it some great numbers on the year for the podcast that is that is good. That is good. He is the reason why I was pursuing a volatility metric because that's right. VPR and all it's just uh, all over the place. Um, absolutely. I'd like to respond to NY Adam one seventeen. I do not live in an Amazon warehouse. <laughs> so here's a quick here's a quick fact that most people yeah. might be shocked about, as they can see behind me. My dad has the one of the largest, if not the largest, but certainly one of the largest, and this is proven by some magazine, collection of die-cast metal cars on the East Coast. He has thousands of these boxes with so many die-cast metal cars, and that's what you are seeing behind me right now in this terrifying, unfinished basement. The rest of the house is lovely. This part's scary. Well, on that note... I think we're going to conclude this episode of the Nick and Alex baseball show, but no fast says absolutely not. No, I won't let you get away that easy. Oh, I, oh I man. All right. What are you, what are you excited about this week then fast? What is your hype that's, of the week? That's all I wanted to get to. I was <laughs> going, Seriously, we have to, we have to at least say what we're looking forward to. Very right? fair. Um, okay. I and mean, of course I don't have anything prepared. No, nope, you I'm don't. Looking forward to. Um, <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I have one. Um, I, I was uh-huh. going to say it was Brian Bayo, uh, but it didn't really go really as, as planned. Mm. Um, so I'll say that I'm looking forward to, um, a renewed Sunday night baseball rivalry between the, uh, Yankees and the Red Sox. Oh yeah. That'll be fun. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's kind of cheating cause it's really next week, but we're getting close to the MLB draft and next week we will be talking more about that um, intently, but I'm, I don't know. It's it's that moment we start doing our research, start looking at who has what draft picks, who are the guys that we could be getting. And even though it's not the NBA draft and the NFL draft, there's still a lot of excitement to be had about it. Uh, I'm really hyped to, to learn about these players and really start uh, seeing those mocks and figuring out who's going to go where. Mm, me too that's a good one that's a really good call that's a good call but all right for real Mm -hmm. this time 
That's it. You can't get enough of us. We're going away. Uh, we'll be back next week, of course. But uh, that's it for the Nick and Alex baseball show. My name is Nick Pollock. I'm Alex Fast, and we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>